T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. There it goes. There it goes. Deep to left. There it goes. called the gaffer is that what it's called that one you called i to called the grand slam grand slam oh my gosh bam whoa what a fantastic turn of events if you love the chicago white Sox, and i'm falling in love by the breath i've got his you bat. have his bat. is this the bat how did he hit a home run with he if he left his bat up here there was a different bat, Bill. It's a different bat that James McCann used at the Grand Slam. How many innings did you last with that, Bruce Levine? It's inside the clubhouse on the score. Five before I had to lay down and take an aspirin. <laughs> and that, I normally have, I never take aspirins. Never. Bill, now, I heard some consternation from some folks. Uh, I was listening to a, a national radio station on my way in this morning. He's like, yeah, Walton was there. He was... He was trying, I guess. I heard some consternation. Do you have any uh, no. any grizzled old school consternation no, no. at this concept? No, no. Good. There's nothing old school about me other than my age. And the, the reality is, is that uh, it was entertaining, so entertaining, but it was, you know, one time only. You know, it couldn't continue on. It can't. You know, it's like the beautiful woman that you meet or the handsome man that you meet on vacation somewhere, okay? And you know it's going nowhere. You don't care because it's wonderful, it's entertaining, uh-huh, uh-huh. and the beauty of it is it's only one night. And, and you know what? Just look up at the sky. Try to, try to be present. Try to think about the universe and the, the good fortune uh, with which it has brought you these circumstances. We are taking your Bill Melton, uh, Bill Melton, Bill Net. <laughs> let's try let's, it again. Let's we are get taking the two your, of them together. Your, your Bill Walton moments from last night, and we want to hear from you at 312 644 6767. Text Matt at 67011. And uh, he had some really intense moments, Matt, and one of them that uh, we don't have tape of and people should go back and listen to is the way that he talked about Marvin Miller, who is the guy that represented the Players Association for the first time in 1966 Hmm. after representing um, the steel workers of America and getting them great contracts. Marvin Miller was the guy that turned around the status of players in baseball and players in all sports for the first time by getting them proper money and proper wages. And on top of that, um, the ability to control their own lives by free agency and by arbitration. And Walton went on to call him one of the most influential men in the history of sports. Hmm. And so that was a, a moment where it wasn't all just mirth and joy and having fun. He uh, actually you know, pointed to this, and it was fascinating from the aspect that 
a guy from another sport uh, paid homage to a guy that that changed how players were paid and controlled uh, in Marvin Miller. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing about Bill is that he's obviously an extremely well-read, thoughtful guy who's. Uh, got a lot of things rolling around his head um and and you might get some genuine in you know interesting stuff like that and what you'll also get is passion joy and just kind of stream of consciousness babble i think what he brought it back to last night for me was after getting used to it and it was it was kind of uncomfortable at the beginning because he was all over the place and you we were wondering if he'd actually be able to get through it and then uh, all of a sudden, he, he turns uh, you know things into those type of moments where he is strongly in the moment, and then he gets you back to the fact that this is sports. Oh, it's yeah. fun. Yes, you should have more fun than just you know every day that grind of oh the team won, the team lost. I mean, it's important because you and I are fortunate enough to have made a living doing this, talking about sports. People love sports as uh, an avenue to get out of what every everyday life is about uh-huh. and just get immersed in that. But again, it's just fun and games at its at its real self. And when you're a kid growing up watching it, you have that feeling. As an adult, I think it transfers over into God. Uh, I, I can't deal with you know my job, my life, my wife, my husband, the kids. I need to turn on sports, mm-hmm. you know, for that release becomes different. Um, but Walton brings you back to the fact that, hey, this is just a game and it's fun. I, I completely agree. And, and when you think about also the point we are in the year here, the dog days uh, of August for a baseball season that, if you're a Northside fan, has been frustrating more often than not. And if you're a Southside fan, was really good for a while and then has been kind of bleak. And that's right. why at this point in year three of a rebuild, I thought it was absolutely brilliant to do this for a night. Now, Jason asked him a lot of questions, and Walton started most of his own. But the one I wanted him to ask was, how well did he know Patty Hearst, and how, did he, how well did he know Tanya, her uh, alter ego, that, uh, that uh, turned up after her being brainwashed and put on a pace and on a level that unfortunately was one of the most interesting but saddest events in uh, in that time and that history. Interesting. See, this is what happens when, A, we have an extended show, and B, Bill Walton graces the airwaves that I hear from Bruce about Patty Hearst and about glorious one-night stands on vacation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> knowing two different people who were the same person and uh, the struggles and sadness of uh, her uh, eventual life uh, – Wow. fascinates me. I've read a lot about it. So, wow. so I wasn't doing it for the entertainment part, but I was doing it for the historical perspective because he was a very close friend and colleague Interesting. of uh, Patty Hearst. Well, maybe Jason can get you some quality time with him next and time Bill's in. Maybe Patty Hearst will do uh, a game with Jason as well at some point. <laughs> or be an in-studio guest on Inside the Clubhouse. It would be fantastic. It was a Friday night. You might have been busy. You might have uh, not loved the idea. Uh, you might have seen some and not all. Here is, courtesy of our friends at NBC Sports Chicago, the best of Bill Walton with Jason Benetti calling White Sox and L.A. Angels of Anaheim last night. First pitch, contact. Okay, come on, let's rip one out of here right now. 
Yeah! Oh, oh my, my goodness! Gosh. Sandoval, greatest defensive play I've seen tonight. Come on, Lucas, here we go. Your uncle's here. The city of Chicago riding on your broad shoulders. Come on. Figure yes. out a way. There's space We're hit. on our way! That's your guy, Prince James the McCann. Banner. Is that the catcher? It is. I tell you, I'm not a very good catcher. I'm much better at getting high than getting low. Eloy Jimenez oh. to right field. Come on, Calhoun. man. Drop it. Drop it. Oh, man. Eloy Jimenez. Eloy. Yeah. Is that a, a knockoff of alloy? Of like putting like all aluminum? The, putting all the powers together of the rare earth minerals, and you just come up with this incredible computer-generated stud for the future? Basically, you've described that man in 74. Okay. Yeah. Eloy. Eloy. Uh-huh. Oh, that's outside. Good eye. Good patience. Good discipline. Way to hold back. Don't get suckered in on that nonsense. Did you tell that pitcher to bring it right in here, and we'll go man to man right now and see who's got power, see who's got heat. Oh, yes, go! Over the fence. Come on, please. Oh, Upton man. Makes the so close. Carnivorous plants, my favorite. Oh, Garcia's running. Yeah, and go, this is go, go. This gonna is going to be a run. Go, Angels. They're not even going to throw the ball. That's dictating the terms of the conflict. Make them play your game. Here we go, Sox. Take me out to the ball game. I don't care if I ever come back. Give me some peanuts, Cracker Jacks. How about hot dogs for everybody? You like hot dogs, Chase? He has lost control. Of yeah, he's game. struggling with, with command here. Command? Is yeah. that like the military command? And- this I is less our, rigid. I spoke to our U.S. Navy, the second greatest marketing slogan ever, the global force for good. Yeah. yeah. What's the best marketing slogan as this pitch comes on two and two? Uh, the Viagra commercial. If this lasts for more than four hours, call your doctor. Come on. Put it out of there. There he oh, goes. Away. This Here is comes He's down. He's safe. Yeah. And the White Sox extend this insurmountable lead. What are you? Just say I'm, it. I'm full of hot air. Get out of here. Keep going. Move the fence in, please. Oh, lucky catch. Come on. Uh, you can also stream the game on the My Teams app. I love streaming. I often run into trouts and salmon and tuna. And more. Now, Another strikeout. What is the record for the most strikeouts in a single inning? Uh, currently three. Okay, what about in the game? AWS. Oh, look at this. This is cool. I you, love the colors. Rainbow is my favorite color. Well, you told me rainbow is your favorite flavor. And color. In Maui. And, and I, I still don't know that rainbow is a flavor. It is. I think it's a compilation of flavors. You need to spend more time here. Like tonight, Woodstock, 50 years, 70s night. Full moon, waterfalls, exploding volcanoes, baseball, White Sox and the Angels, summertime, no rain on the horizon. Greg Gumbel, Sam Smith, David Axelrod, wow. Where have you been? I've been preparing for this broadcast. For for 66 years? (laughs) Can't you tell? They play again tomorrow night? They do. These same two teams? Same two teams. We're in the same Sunday stadium? Too. Yes. Oh, that's a strike. He's out of there. The game is over. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the studs Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you, Chicago. Oh, my God. That's Bill Walton. Now you know why I had to lay down and have an aspirin after five minutes. <laughs>
<laughs> How's Benetti doing? Again, I don't use aspirin. <laughs> Ever. Okay. But it was, it was entertaining. It was different. It was fun. Okay. So all those things are great about Benetti and NBC Sports Chicago and the White Sox stepping out and allowing this to happen. Because, as you said, the White Sox have hit a wall. The development of six or seven of their players is all we need to talk about mm-hmm. in, <coughs> Excuse me, in this last 40 games. And to have some fun with it, to remind you that it's just fun and it's baseball and it's summer, it's still summer and fun, uh, I think it was great, honestly. Yeah. And uh, you can't do it often, but you know, I remember Steve Stone doing this exact same thing for probably 25 games back in the 80s when Harry had a stroke. And he had to be the play-by-play guy, and they brought in celebrity co-hosts for him. Yeah, and it was it was tremendous fun. Um, it was interesting. It was tough on on Stone every night, but you know you had Bill Murray doing nine innings. You had you know other famous people doing nine innings. Some people that didn't even know a thing about baseball. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun, and so was this last night. Yeah, you know I, I'm a big fan of expanding the circle sometimes, um, as as you know, Bruce, because it's like you know everybody's got a relationship with sports. Um, let me briefly say that tomorrow morning on Hit and Run on six seventy the score, my guest for the ten a.m. hour will be Steve Albini, who's a legendary record producer. And a, a, a great a World Series of Poker bracelet winner, but also a huge baseball fan and knows a lot about baseball and has strong, strong thoughts and a great talker and conversationalist. Right. So, so that kind of thing. Fun is what the show is about. Absolutely. Just like ours every Saturday, it is two weeks out of the year. It is true. We're going to take a quick break. We continue to encourage you to chime in at 312-644-6767. Texas 670-11. Jim Deshays of Chicago Cub Television joins us next on Inside the Clubhouse. It is the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Go time on 3-2. Ground ball at the middle. Pirates win. Another heartbreaking loss for the Cubs. 3-2 the final. Kevin Newman. Infield single. Three walks, one intentional. Solid base hit by Newman. The Cubs get their hearts broken again. So sad. And the music is sad. The agony of defeat. Bruce, they've been walked off eight times on the year. And apparently, what, four times in the last three weeks? Fourth walk-off lost in the last 16 road games. Well, they're good at something. Oh, the pain. (laughs) It's, uh, it's tough, but uh, the good news is that the Chicago Cubs are a game out of first in that very uh, competitive, if you want to call it, there's other words, National League Central. And we are pleased to bring in the voice of color commentary for the Cubs on television, Jim Deshays, nice enough to spend some time with us 
on a Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Well, it's going good. I mean, you know, look, you're a broadcaster. You don't live and die with every moment, but you certainly uh, have, uh, you know, throughout your baseball career and as a broadcaster know how to, uh, you know, get to the next game. But uh, how do you internalize these last two losses for the Cubs? Uh, I don't really internalize them. Um, I, I try, try to take a broad view and kind of just mm-hmm. an analytical view. Um, obviously, now I can hear the gnashing of teeth from Chicago here in Pittsburgh. Uh, so obviously it, it hasn't been good. Um, but um, when you consider everything that's going on with this club, with the injuries to the bullpen, you know, guys that are kind of uh, out of sync, but out of the flow, um, it's just it's, these types of games, it's just unfortunate they're playing these types of games at this point in the season where they don't have a bullpen at full strength to finish out games. So they're vulnerable. You know, uh, the interesting uh, thing – I'm sorry, Jim. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you ahead. off. No, go ahead. The, the interesting thing to me is that the energy is coming from the outside and that the generated energy from within is hard for me to detect when you watch – Castellanos, when you watch um, Hap come from the minor leagues, uh, when you watch some of the offensive thrust of newer guys like Kemp, um, that it's hard for me to detect as a guy that's watched his team uh, for so long and and so intently to see the energy coming from within the group. Um, can Can you talk about that a little bit, having had great experience as a player and watching the ebb and flow of 162 games. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is tied to just, you know, if you're not hitting, it looks flat. Mm-hmm. If you have guys that are struggling, and, and, you know, and they're making right turns and heading back to the dugout, it just looks flat. Now, in Cassianos and Happy, you've got two guys, since they've joined the club, they've been swinging the bats well, and they're getting their hits. Um, so it's kind of hard. It's like, you know, like in basketball or hockey, you know, you can see a guy uh, look a little extra bouncing his step, you know, or, or leaving the floor, going out of bounds, to try to retrieve a loose ball, things like that, and and, and energy for base. You know, for me, baseball, um, it's more about is the focus there, our guys, you know, having good at bats, um, is the effort level there, and, and I think it is. Um, I, I think you do run the danger of, of having a malaise kind of fall over a club when you lose these these games that you should have been able to put away. I think that could create a little bit of a funk in the clubhouse, and that's what you have to fight through. And that's where you need maybe not so much on the field, but in the clubhouse. Um, you need to find a way to kind of keep it loose and keep perspective and, and, again, keep that broad view. Like, hey, there's a lot of baseball to be played. We're a game out. Yeah, this is a real horrific stretch. Um, and that's, that's easier said than done. And that's, that, you know, that, that falls on the manager, the coaches, the veteran players to try to create that atmosphere where guys aren't in panic mode, where they're not tense, and they're not, you know, changing the way they play the game because of the moment. Oh. So are the bats still good? Are they chasing bad pitches? That that kind of stuff is what you're looking for. Boy, that's 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 so. It's easier said than done, man. When when this stuff happens and it weighs on these guys, and and they say it after the game, and you can hear it. Um, Jim, you, you know, Brandon Kinsler, fresh off the DL, uh, couldn't find the plate last night. Um, Steve Ciszek threw a bullpen today, says he feels good, thinks, uh, and I know he might be back for the Giants series upcoming. Kimbrell supposedly soon. In the meantime, Pedro Strope still looks like the broken version of Pedro Strope to me. Does he still look like that to you, where the, 
he can't find the velocity, and when he rears back for that extra velocity, it seems like mechanically he gets screwed up and he can't find the command. Still, still looks broken to me. Yeah, well, you know, and I think that the problem is because of the situation, guys have been forced into high-leverage situations that shouldn't be there. But Joe really had no other options as this thing has played out. When you think about the, the last stretch of games, right. uh, when he brought Stroke back off the injured list, they did not want to use him in high-leverage situations. They got to a point where they had no option. Same thing with Kinsler. I don't think you know that was the ideal situation for him last night. <clears throat> but you know, Wick was down, um, so you just you, you kind of call somebody's name and you hope they they can go out and get the job done. Strope, for me, Strope hasn't pitched enough post injury for me to make that determination. Um, uh, you know, I, I would rather see him not in high leverage situations uh, for for a little bit. But I I think right now the Cubs don't have that luxury. I think. You know, if we're in a tight game in the eighth or ninth inning tonight, he's got to be uh, one of the guys in play. I think he and Wick will probably be the guys tonight or this afternoon uh, that will be in that situation um, just because there are no other options right now. Jim Deshays of the Cubs TV broadcast joins us in Inside the Clubhouse for a few more minutes. Jim, what are the, some of the positives you see um, or the resiliency you see in this Cub team that you're around every day, 162 games out of the year, and uh, the, ri- the reliability on the fact that they've been there and done that? Well, I, I think <clears throat> probably first and foremost is, is the, the rotation is, has been better last time, too. You know, they had that stretch where uh, just about everybody had a clunker, um, but lately, you know, Darvish was outstanding the other night. Quintana punched out 14 in six innings against the Phillies, except after an ugly one against Cincinnati last time, came out and pitched very well uh, last night. So, uh, that looks like that's kind of stabilizing, and as we expected it would. I mean, all pitchers are going to have a bad one every now and then. It's just kind of weird that there was a string of really ugly outings. Hamill's obviously, you know, he's had two bad ones in a row now. So um, keep an eye on Cole and make sure he gets back on track. Uh, so that, that, that's one positive. Um, the other piece of it, um, you know, I, I think baseball players generally are optimistic. I mean, a lot of good things have happened to these guys in their lives. <laughs> And so I think they have the ability to kind of put bad stuff behind them, you know, bad stretch, some ugly losses. Um, you know, they'll say all the right things in the clubhouse afterwards, kicking the gut, tough loss. Uh, we got to do better. Um, but, but I think by the time the next, you know, first pitch rolls around, usually that's, that's behind them. So, um, and, and being a, a group that's been around a while, played in a lot of high-pressure situations, um, I don't sense that there's a lot of panic. You ever see anybody run around the bases faster after a home run than Bryce Harper the other night, Jim? Uh, no, I, I thought his sprint around the bases might have been faster than for the ball to land. Um, that'd be a, an interesting split screen, the flight of the ball and his sprint. Once once he got going, he took a little while to admire it, and I don't blame him. It's a game-winning grand slam. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that, as, a, as, a, as a Cub broadcaster and a Cub fan, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is brutal. At the same time, you can appreciate the moment for the player and for the home fans that got to enjoy that moment. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't even a bad pitch by Derek Holland, really. Bryce Harper is just really, really good. And this year in the yeah. clutch, he's absurd. Yeah, the, the, yeah I mean, you know, I, I saw a note the other day, Holland hadn't given up a home run to a left-handed batter and X number of plate appearances. Um, it's just, you know, baseball is a weird game sometimes when you get into one of these little funks, it seems like. Uh, every night something jumps up and bites you. Now, you know, the Harper Grand Slam was the big swing. But, you know, 
little chopper to Bodie he can't make the play on in Philly. Right. little chopper to Bodie last night that he can't make right. the play on. A couple two, ground two balls off the half yeah, exactly. yeah, there's been some funky balls in play on this fortune. Um, and then the other piece of last night, <clears throat> uh, I know it didn't look good. I think the Cubs went down in order five different times against Musgrove, but he was really good last night. Yeah. Man on third and one out as well in the eighth inning. So, uh, you know, yeah, you, lead you, off you, double, you, you got yeah. to score more than two. Jim Deshays for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. Uh, Jim, when you, uh, when you look at a guy like um, – when you, you look at Holland in there in the ninth inning to close the game out, you know, it ain't, you know it's not right. You know it's not what they want. Mm-hmm. And Joe, uh, because of these injuries, has been put in a position of trying to match up to win a game. And that's why the other guy gets $330 million. So – those perspectives, you know, are, are biting the Cubs right now. There is no question about it. My question to you is, do you, see, do you see this as impacting the team right now? And, uh, and is this team one of just seven other teams that are about the same in that, in that National League uh, mix for the playoffs? Well, yeah, and I don't know the answer to that question. Um, you know, I still think that they have the, you know, the best team in the division. I expect them to win the division, but I don't say that with any degree of certainty. <laughs> I mean, um, these road struggles, uh, it's, it's really hard to, to kind of put your finger on what's going on. Uh, I keep saying that their road run differential isn't that bad, and sooner or later, as the sample grows, they're going to win more games on the road. But sometimes weird things happen throughout an entire baseball season sometimes the team comes up and they win an inordinate uh, number of one-run games and people say man they were really clutch they got great character and the next year they're terrible in one-run games with basically the same personnel so weird things happen and i think that's kind of what's going on with this team on the road um are, are they in the class of the dodgers no uh probably not as good as the braves probably not as good as the nationals right now um but that's right now and right. a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. So, you know, when you look at the record, you have to say, yeah, they are kind of in that cluster of, of kind of second-tier teams in the National League. Um, but once, you know, Kimball gets back, Cishek gets back, if they start pitching the way they're capable of, um, that narrative could change. They could become one of the better teams in the National League again. question is, that, you know, do they win the division, avoid a wild card, and have a chance to, to do some damage? Clayton Kershaw was gunning for you the other night, Jim. He had six straight strikeouts to start the game, and, and, and I'm seeing, oh, he's going after Jacob deGrom, Herman Marquez, and Jim Deshays, the record of eight that you set in 1986. What was so good in 86? What, what, what was your stuff like, just on fire that day? Uh, you know, I, I think the Dodgers were disinterested. Um, <laughs> perhaps hungover, I'm not sure. <laughs> It was towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I, I think I actually had I had missed the turn because I had a little tender elbow. I think something was barking a little bit. And I had a few days off, so I, I was actually feeling pretty strong. And uh, I, I used to throw a lot of high fastballs, uh, kind of sneaky. I didn't throw real hard, and they just kept swinging at it. Hmm. And I had a good changeup. You uh, could there, pitch there in one, this era. I was going to say that's yeah, that's you that's can pitch right yeah, now. Yeah, twenty nineteen stuff. Yeah, my game might have might have played pretty well in, in this era. Uh, of launch angle. The, the one at bat that sticks out was Pedro Guerrero had, I don't know, you can pitch at that. And uh, he kept fouling off fastballs, and I, I threw him a 3-2 changeup. That was called strike three. That was probably off the plate. Um, 
but I, I got I got a lucky break there. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was one of those weird nights. It was it was two nights before uh, Mike Scott threw the no hitter to clinch the division. The, the game after mine, no one pitched eight innings or one hit ball. Wow. So we went two hitter, one hitter, no hitter to clinch the division. Wow, cool. Jimmy. Yeah. In closing with you, Bill wow. Wal- Bill Walton did his nine innings yesterday, and it's <laughs> it was all over the world. I'm sure you'd love to listen to some of it because it was. It was everything you thought it might be and more, okay? So um, what, are, what are your thoughts about just having, uh, you know, you guys try to have fun in your broadcast every day, and you try to bring in other aspects of life and baseball as well with music and all kinds of things. What, what do you think about, the, you know, Walton just being a one-day wonder as far as doing something different? Yeah, um, you know, I... The, the one day part of it, I, I'm, I'm all in on. I, I, you know, if I were a, a Sox fan and I was watching, I, I probably wouldn't want to see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, for, for one time deal with he and Jason together, that had to be magical. I saw, I saw one little on Twitter where uh, Walton asked him if he liked. He asked Jason if he liked colors. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, how would you even answer that? But yeah, um, yeah I, I'm sure it was fun. <laughs> I would I, I imagine there were some fans that were put off by it. I just you know they want to watch a ball game and they want baseball straight up. I get that too, um, but but I would I'd be all in for, for one game to watch that show. Jim, uh, we appreciate your time. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll see you when you get back home in a few days. Try to, uh, I know you, I know you're uh, coming home after tonight's game, right, or today's game? Yeah, coming up tomorrow morning. <clears throat> ESPN's got the uh, little league game tomorrow, so I'm gonna jump on an airplane tomorrow morning and I'll watch it on TV tomorrow night. Well, sounds good. Hey, thanks again for joining us in Inside the Clubhouse and taking some time out. You're the best. Always great to be with you guys. I look forward to that um, that uh, coffee mug. The mug, the yeah. Mug. I promised I yeah. promised him a, a coffee mug with our picture on it. That's what oh, his really? request was for the swag that we owe him for all of his appearances. <laughs> would, would you like the fully clothed version, Jim? I just want headshots, man. I just want headshots. That's a smart choice. Yeah, mugs on a mug. <laughs> you got it. Thanks again, Jim. All right, guys. Be well. Jim Deshays of the Cubs TV crew and does such a fantastic job of being able to climb up and down the ladder that he and Len uh, create for you every evening. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Your Western Conference champion, Chicago Wolves, will open the season on Saturday, October 5th. For group and season tickets, visit chicagowolves.com. Yeah, there was a moment last night where uh, where Walton and Benetti are talking, and Benetti's like, well, through that prism, I can understand that you'd see it that way. And Walton goes, I love prisms. Yeah. <laughs> He's never been in one, has he? I don't know. How would he get out of a prism? I, I don't know. I, that, that's, a, that's a question we'll answer coming back. 312-644-6767. We're all over the Cubs, the White Sox, Bill Walton, anything you want to talk here. A bonus hour of time for baseball talk today until noon before Zach Zaidman takes over with the pregame. So please join us or hit my friend Matt on Twitter at 670 11. Yep, text that way at Matt Spiegel 670 at MLB Bruce Levine as well. It's inside the clubhouse on the score. I was pretty devastated, you know, and uh, any advice that they gave me, you know, I, I took into consideration and just wanted to come back, you know, a better ball player. And, you know, that's what I did is, you know, I was there on a mission, you know, uh, to play but also get better at different aspects of my game. Um, you know, go down there and, you know, kind of show the guys that, you know, 
I deserve to be at the big league level, you know, and uh, just have some fun too while, you know, just doing it. And uh, I think that I did that, you know, and I'm happy I'm here. That's Addison Russell before the game yesterday on being devastated by his demotion a few weeks back, Bruce Levine, and said he uh, really paid attention to different aspects of his game, said he went over the signs. Um, He also hit very, very well while he was down there. Uh, it can be very good for a, a man to get humbled like that one more time and, uh, and, and realize that he, he's not just going to be handed his job. Well, I think people forget also that he moved positions. And uh, we all know about the off-the-field stuff and you know the suspension of the beginning of the year and, and how that was going to take time. But uh, can he come back and be an important piece for them here in the last 40 games? I think he can. Uh, Joe Madden's going to pay attention to his attention span and whether he is the detailed player that he was back in 2016 and 17 when he was an integral part of this team and its success. From, from this point on, uh, he has to display the ability to make proper decisions on defense, on the base pass, and uh, concentrate on his offense. He has to show them that uh, he's not only a part of this team now but for the future. He has 40 games mm. to show the Chicago Cubs – that he should be a part of their future. In terms of right now, you need his infield defense. Uh, when you have a lead right. at the end of games, it hurts you on Thursday night very much to not have that, that glove there. Um, what's interesting right. is with the demotion of Albert Almora, it complicates things yeah. in both the outfield sure. and third base. David Bodie at third base last night, maybe that would have been Chris Bryant if Almora were here and Almora would have been in center, Hayward in right, as opposed to what they had to do last night. Bodie's been a, a very good third baseman. Last okay. two nights, though, there have yeah, been but I problems. Mean, those things just stand out now because you're on the defense uh, for everybody out there. You're making all these multiple moves where Joe's trying to get offense early, defense later, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, it, it's become convoluted because your, your bullpen guys are not strikeout pitchers. They're putting the ball in play. Joe knows it, and Bodie's been good. But the last two nights, as you said, it hasn't worked out for him. Uh, therefore, he's under the gun, under the microscope. From, from all of that, though, um, the Cubs are a very defensive team in general, because they are trying to do too many things at once. And Joe has had to try to do too many things at once to get offense, bring in defense, get bullpen guys who don't normally get people out in at the end of the game. It's just... It's too convoluted, and it's too difficult when you're scoring two runs a game. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been frustrated with Joe. A lot of people have at times, but, I mean, they, he has to be perfect for things to go well, and he has not they been perfect. They have to do their job. Yeah, well, he, but he, he's got to be perfect because of the limitations and, and some of their failures. A checking account should be free and pay interest. Hard to find? Not at all. Come to Lakeside Bank and say the funny word, kasasa, 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 free checking. Great interest. Lakeside Bank, it's about time. We got phone callers, Bruce Levine. Let's do it. We have uh, some time to do it. Let's go to those phone lines, and let's start out with, um, where do you want to go, Matt? Let's go to Mike and Glencoe on 670 The Score. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm fine, guys. Thank you very much. And I think it's we're talking a lot about the Cubs, but what I'd like to suggest is there are a bunch of reasons why this week in particular shows that the White Sox are actually on their way to becoming the best team in the city, the best organization. You look at first last Sunday with the beautiful way the White Sox, the beautiful and dignified way the White Sox 
honored Harold Baines. You look at Lucas Giolito's two magnificent outings showing that the White Sox actually can develop pitching. I'd like to suggest that Tim Anderson right now is the best infielder in Chicago, and I know every Cub fan will start crying about that. Uh, I think it's important to point out that when the White Sox played in Philadelphia, I believe they swept the Phillies. I think we need to look at the Houston game to point out the resiliency of the White Sox as opposed to the Cubs. The Sox never folded in that game. The Sox actually know how to win on the road. Oh, God, Mike. Uh, okay. <laughs> and and I think Bill Walton is, as Bruce said, shows the White Sox know how to have fun. So I guess all I'm saying, guys, is we've trashed the Sox a lot this season. This was a good week for them, and I think it should be recognized in comparison to all the weeping about the Cubs. Yeah, you know, I, I get, you know, you, thanks for adding some, uh, you know, Cub hate with intelligence because that's what you just did. You know, you showed us that the Sox are more entertaining, more fun, better than the Cubs organization. And you, you showed intelligence by doing it. I applaud you for that. But it was just, <laughs> but, but Matt, it's just, it was just a Cub hate uh, segment, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. He speaks, for, uh, speaks but, for many. But but being as bright as this man is, I, I give him credit. Let's move on. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there we could argue with, but why bother? Let's go to the phones. Continuing, Russ is in displays on 670 The Score. What do you say, Russ? How are you? Fine, yourself. Good. Well, with the Madden guru and Walton being in town, I, between the two of them and my interjecture here, if I'm Madden, I tell the Cub, I have the meeting with him, the next road trip, we're bringing our wives, our dogs, our kids, everything, right? Okay. And the organization is going to pay for it. It's going to cost a million dollars. It'll be a vacation on the road, and it's mandatory. If you don't want to do it, you can't make them do it. But let's do it. Because you guys, when you are on the road, whether you have some type of infidelities or partying <laughs> or whatever you're doing, or you miss your wife, okay, in your family. I don't want anyone else to miss my wife. That's the problem. Yeah, and even Madden will say, hey, I'm bringing my wife too. But we got to change it because it's a psychological thing. There's no question about it. How could you go for two and a half months without winning a road trip? <laughs> or a series. Okay. Thank you, Russ. Russ, thank you. Oh man. You know, that's <laughs> we get we get such a wide range of baseball fans. It's it's so fun to do this show. Losing yeah. is a disease. Reminds me of that <laughs> that moment. Isn't it the natural? I think it's the yeah. natural. They bring in the psychologist. But uh, I like the idea of everybody's families coming out there. Keep them from drinking and any possible infidelity. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. Join this fun. You can't get this. Uh-huh. Anywhere else, you can't get this kind of entertainment unless you're with Bill Walton. Uh, Craig on the northwest side, real quick, on 670, the score. Hello, Craig. Get in there, buddy. Yeah, well, I would just say to Mike from Glencoe when the White Sox are playing pressure baseball, talk to me. But uh, why doesn't Madden trust Chatwood? Uh, he's the only guy there who can, to me, have a fastball that can a guy can swing and miss. It was maddening the last two nights, two strikes on every batter, mm-hmm. and you can't put them away. Hey, I'll stop. Right. Hey, hey, Craig, hey, uh, I appreciate you. the call. I, I mentioned it a couple hours ago. It, it's the fact that we've gotten to this point in the year and Tyler Chatwood has not been used, trusted, tried as a short leverage 
or a short uh, usage, high leverage reliever is absolutely maddening to me. He's been very good since the spring. He has swing and miss stuff, like you said. His confidence has been good. The, uh, the options are so limited. He just They value him as a long reliever, and so they have not made him available in moments like this, and it drives me insane. How many fingers do you have to plug the... The holes in the boat that Joe is running. I would rather use Dwayne Underwood in long relief okay. now that he's here and let Tyler Chatwood okay. try to be one of my closers or my middle I closer. I guess my point is you guys are very valid about what you're talking about, but it's, the point is, is that he doesn't have his guys. And they're not going to win very many games without those bullpen guys. <laughs> Hopefully they're getting him back soon. We have to take a break. We want you to continue to join us at 312-644-6767, text 6711. David DeJesus, who does pre and post on Cub Television, will be joining us in the next hour. We hope you do as well. At uh, three, Again, 312-644-6767. This is Inside the Clubhouse at 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.